Hey, we're Ryan Lynn, you're listening to Radio Brendo Man. Welcome to another episode of Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. It's been so long, Phil. I know. It's like, how are people going to keep up with us if we only post every three days? I know. It's like I've just done so much stuff, so so much in the, since <laughs> Tuesday. Why do we record on Tuesday? That's well, everything up. Because it was like, what back were you to doing school. on Friday? Friday we went to we went to um, Orange County, stayed in a hotel. Why? We had Jeff and Ebony's uh, baby shower. Wow! So we went out there because Janelle helped do that. So we were gone all weekend. Well, and then you couldn't do Sunday because I could do Sunday, but you couldn't do Sunday because you were at how was it SummerSlam? SummerSlam. And then you couldn't do Monday for something. I can't remember what that was. Um, I also watching wrestling. Ah, there you go. That's why we did Tuesday. <laughs> so that was our schedule. This has been schedule talk. Well, now we're back to normal schedule. Yes. For how long? Who knows? Well, at least this week and next week. Yeah. So people. Although plan, next week's going to be a little different in a way, though. Why is that? Well, if we're going to do the movie thing. What time are we doing the movie thing? Well, I think we got to get it started. Why don't we do the movie thing earlier? Do it at like nine or something, or eight. No, if I can do eight, why can't you? Oh, your kid. Maybe eight thirty. I don't know. We'll we'll come up with Nine's a time. Nine's fine. Whatever time is fine. It's just we got to record after, so keep that yeah. in mind. Well, okay. So for those listeners, you guys don't know what we're talking about. Um, we're gonna do our um, Kickstarter. Uh, Netflix shows it's for Kickstarter backers only for Kickstarter backers only. So over the next few weeks, we're going to try to fit some in. We tried to do one today, but we gave very short notice. Well, and Phil's going to so. send out an email some t- like soon, like yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> to the Facebook backers and say, "Hey, we're doing recordings at this time and this time, and maybe give three times." Yeah. Well, we might just start with one and see. Well, we can only we only have eight spaces. We can only do eight spaces at a how time. Many so we'll start with one total. Ten, so ten people total, right? Yeah, no, but how many people? Oh, how many total? do we need to do? There's 31 people that need. So to we do have it. to do at least four of these. We have to do at least four, right? So we probably won't plan them all that far ahead. But well, we'll just give. We'll do the first one, and the first eight people that sign up get in, yeah, and then we'll yeah. go from there. Then we'll do the next ones after that. And we, Phil and I. Pick the movies. Is that what That's we're right. doing? Yes, we're picking the movies. We're the first one, one we're going to do. I think we said we were going to do. Um, no well, don't Bart tell first. people because then people might not sign up. Uh, are we doing well, No Holds Barred first? Or are we doing that bear movie? I don't know. Which one should we do first? I don't know if I can handle that bear movie. <laughs> All right, we'll either do we'll do one of the two. We won't say until until it happens. Maybe. Although I, we got to finish that bear movie, but it, oh, we're fin- we're doing the bear movie. The movie's insane. Come on, that's going to be great. That's a great movie to watch with people. 
What is that like Mr. T and Cheech Marin? Yeah, I mean, come on, it's amazing. And a bear on a bicycle. So, but I think what we're gonna do is we'll record our part of it, and um, even though you won't be able to see the chat, if you want to go back later and kind of use it as a, it'll be like a riff track, like a riff tracks thing. You can kind of check that out. I don't know how. And that'll be available be. to everybody. Yeah, that'll as be available bonus. to everybody. It won't be our regular episode. We'll record something else in addition, but some bonus content out there for you. We've had some requests for more movie things, so I guess this is us doing yeah. that. It's super fun for us to do. This, I mean, again, this is probably going to be a little different since we'll be interacting with people in the chat room as well. Yeah. But, but you know. So, well, how is your um, how was your back to school week? Back to school week was good. You survived. We, I mean, yeah, it's great. Audrey really likes school. She likes her kindergarten teacher. She's the smartest girl in the school. She had her first spelling test today and got 100%. Nice. So apparently it's they do spelling, spelling tests in kindergarten, in kindergarten now. now? Yep. What? Yeah, it's for all their sight words. I didn't so like even the words know that... how to read by the end, until the very <laughs> end of kindergarten. Oh, she, I mean, yeah. They're, it's not all of them, but they're, the expectation is a little higher now. Because I remember that, too. Like... You know, we were still working on the alphabet by the end of kindergarten. Yeah. Like, so they're on beyond. They're expected to know all that stuff, you know. Really? And some basic reading. Where, mm-hmm. I mean, Audrey's, I mean, she's not like reading novels, but she's, you know, got a pretty well, good grasp. She can definitely, I, yeah, I've read with her. She knows yeah. what's up. So. She's reading me a book about alligators that I know I wasn't reading when I was in kindergarten. <laughs> right. Now, it's funny. Um, because Audrey and a couple of others in there were in TK last year, you know, like the transitional mm-hmm. kindergarten. But there's a lot of like first time kindergartners in there, and so that you know, Audrey and her friends are all like, you know, they're cool. They've been to school already. This is old hat. But some of the new kids are like freaking out. And Audrey has this one boy in her class that like screams and tantrums all day every day. Mm-hmm. And I guess they have to like pull him out halfway through the day. And like today she said the reason he was having a tantrum is that his mom sold his Build-A-Bear at a yard sale and he was mad at her. <laughs> so he was crying all day because <laughs> she sold his know, Build-A-Bear. Man. I remember being traumatized by my mom selling stuff at yard sales. Yeah. Yeah. Like we I just talked l- about this last I think we talked about this a couple of episodes. My mom sold our Playmobil. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Um I had this I, the only Playmobil we ever had was I had the rock the spaceship. And it was and got like sold. this weird hexagon and she sold it for like ten cents. <laughs> and I guarantee well, you that thing cost at least a hundred dollars. Apparently that's still going on. Um so. and then she also sold which um, I really um, she sold because eventually she sold everything. But I remember very clearly when she sold or either get sold or gave away my old like LJN WWF ring and like my old LJN WWF figures, like huh. the huge ones that were like hard rubber and were like huge and like you could right. like hurt people with. <laughs> um, I had like four or five of those between me and my brother, and she got got rid of those. No. And then the other thing was like my Transformers, because I had oh. like Optimus and some of the other like Gen One right. Transformers. I remember I had like Bumblebee, and then I had like all the Dinobots, and those were all sold. And I had a Soundwave, and I had like I, four of the cassettes. I still, have, of course, have mine of that stuff. I still have some of the cassettes. Do you have Laserbeak? Because that was my favorite, was yep. the Laserbeak the, cassette. The, like, 
the bird one. Yes. Yeah, I think I have that, and I have the what was the like cheetah or whatever tape. Oh yeah, I can't remember the name. And then there's and then a guy, I had like a some robot of the guy. Ones that, I remember I had the ones that were like bugs. I had a few of those. Yeah, those were a little bit later. Well, you know the story. Have I ever told about like how I got so many Transformers as a kid? No. So I don't know if I ever talked about this, but I uh, I guess kind of had it for a little while. I think for about two years. Um, when I was a kid, my parents owned a oh, toy store. they owned a toy store. That's right, yeah. Yeah, like just a little, like, you know, self-owned little toy store. And I got to go with them down to, like, do, you know, their purchasing and stuff. And they got all their toys wholesale. And I'd, like, help pick out what stuff they should get. And uh, I got a lot of really cool toys out of that. That's where I got my giant, like, Voltron kits and stuff, you know? like. Oh, man. See, because I never had those because those yeah. were, like... They're ridiculous, but they got them. Yeah. They would go down to like somewhere in L.A., like in the toy district, and get them for like dirt cheap. And so I got to like pick out these. I mean, and I'm talking like the giant. You know, when you put them all together, yeah. and stand something like you know a the foot Voltron, tall or like the huge Voltron. Yeah, I had regular Voltron, and then I also had like a car one. I, well, I should say had. It's in the garage still, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got I got to have quite a few cool toys for a little while. I mean, I had some awesome toys. I mean, I had a lot of He-Man. I had Snake Mountain and Castle Grayskull. See, I I personally sold off all my He-Man stuff, and I'm sad about that. Like, it, at yard sales, I wanted to make money, so I was like, oh, I don't yeah. need these anymore. And now I'm like... And then I, I did the thing bags. that everybody does, is um, I had the slime pit, and I feel like, I, like after oh, reading yeah. online... Like, did everybody put their Moss Man in there? See, I never, I had Moss Man, but never had the slime pit, so I didn't have that. Everybody problem. put Moss Man in a slime yeah. pit, and it ruins Moss Man. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like some Dinosaur Dracula, the guy that, um, it's an awesome website. It's like nostalgia. It's a guy, do you ever go to X Entertainment? Maybe. Well, it's the same guy. I'm sure you okay. have. Like, he talks Probably. about Ecto Cooler and like old sodas and. All stuff, but he talked. He did a whole article on the slime pit and how he put his moss man in there, and, and everybody else is like, "I did the same thing," yeah. and it like ruins the moss. There was that guy. There was there was two furry guys, and and the moss man was a big one. And I know I put moss man in the slime pit. And then there's my slime pit story, and I'm I don't know if I've told this on here. Um, I think I've told it other places, but so um, we had um, we had the slime pit, so we had a bunch of the slime. Because I'm telling you, like, of all the slimes that were out there, uh-huh. that slime pit slime was just the best. It was, like, the <laughs> perfect slime. Because at the was time, the there was a lot of different slimes. It wasn't stinky. And it was, like, the perfect some of them were really stinky. Yeah. Like, I remember the Ninja Turtles one, like, smelled. Yeah. And, like, there were some other ones that just were not... But, like, at the time... Like it's so weird that that was a thing. Like just buckets. Yeah. Of slime. Like Nickelodeon had a whole line of like yeah, well, slime, gack, um, um, other stuff, like, tons of stuff. Yeah. Foam. Yeah. But <laughs> I had all of those. <laughs> but but so the slime pit slime was like just I just remember it was like the perfect thing. And so we always had like extra cans of it. And I remember we kept them in our Big Bird Big Wheel. And one day my brother was riding around the neighborhood solo, which. In our neighborhood, that was kind of asking for trouble because <laughs> they were older kids. Right. Um, and so usually, you know, you always buddy system. 
course. But he went out on his own one day, and <laughs> he came back crying and covered in slime. <laughs> and I asked, we had my mom's like, what happened? And I guess two older girls <laughs> like jumped, like attacked him, took the slime, and dumped it on him <laughs> in the ensuing melee. Wow. <laughs> two older girls. Yeah. That's a rough neighborhood, man. <laughs> well, it was, you know, there was turf wars going on. <laughs> I think it was probably retaliation for something we did, I'm sure. Wait. I No, step back there. I think he might have deserved it. Did they ask him a question and he said, I don't know? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think this was like pre, well, no, it wasn't. But we didn't, but I don't know if that was a, quite a thing yet. Well, that started on, on You Can't Do That on Television, right? I'm aware of that, yes. I but mean, that was around back then. Nobody in our neighborhood had cable. Uh, I, I watched of. it at my grandparents' house, to be fair. so I didn't, We didn't get cable till like, our third house. That's where I watched all the good shows, is at my grandparents' house. Well, yeah, growing, like, in those days, I didn't have, well, my grandparents didn't live nearby, but we had, um, we called their aunt Eleanor, and I thought she was related to us until like later in life. I was like, "Oh no, that was just some old lady in the neighborhood that babysat everybody." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like I really, I'm like, "Wait, we weren't related to this lady? You just left us with some random lady?" She's like, "She wasn't random. She's a family friend." And I'm like, well, "I guess." To be fair, every, I mean, our kids are assuming that they have like 500 aunts and uncles. You know, your uncle Brendo, and they, you're not technically an uncle, but yeah. But it was so I remember she had cable because she had Disney Channel and Nickelodeon. We watched it all the time there. That's probably why I liked going there so much and didn't question being left at some old lady's house. (laughs) She, to be fair, she was a very sweet old lady. (laughs) Just not who you thought she was. No. And I remember she had Chinese checkers and I really liked that too. Uh, That's a great game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's something we've done in the last couple of days. I don't think I talked about this yet, but Audrey and Luke have gotten really into Uno. Oh, yeah. And it's cool because it didn't take him very long. Like, Luke already can just play. Like, you, he didn't, you don't have to help him or tell him what things you can play. Mm-hmm. So, like, we've had some really epic Uno games this week. Nice. And I have Uno SpongeBob Edition, which has some, like, special cards, too. So we played that. You know what's awesome and does not get enough? play what's that did you ever play boomo no never even heard of it it's boomo freaking awesome it's like uno but there's like bomb cards huh and it's really cool is it made by the uno people yes wow i've never heard of it let's check it out because the kids love their uno you should definitely check out boomo all right because Boomo. it's is it still I just remember for a long time that was like the game like when I think this is like in the early 2000s but yeah it's still around okay Ooh, they also like, have gotten really into past the pigs oh nice did you so. know okay listen this is really awesome I was reading an interview with Jeff Bridges because he's doing like press for um the giver the giver and I guess uh-huh. He has always been obsessed with Pass the Pigs, and it's like his favorite thing to do on set. Really? To the point where the makers of Pass the Pigs made him a golden set Nuh-uh. of Pass the Pigs, and he has a gold set of Pass the Pigs. 
That's and he basically even said, he's like, it's like craps for kids. It is. Because <laughs> somebody was asking him, like, what the heck is this Pass the Pig thing? He's like, you haven't heard Pass the Pigs? It's great. It's like craps for kids. I played Pass the Pigs when I was a kid, too. Like, I don't oh, know dude. My grand- like, I got into it because my grandparents had it. They, My grandparents had, like, a huge board game stash. Like, huge. And after we were done watching Jaws 3 and Annie and <laughs> Robin Hood a million times, we would play board games. And so the big ones that we played there were um, were Pass the Pigs yeah. and and then also Pit. Oh, yeah. And um, Payday. Payday like was big. Payday, too, yeah. And then there was another one where you were like, I don't remember what it was called, but I feel like you were like running for president. Hmm. And it was like some kind of political game. My grandpa had some weird board games. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, because I remember you had to get convention votes. And like, I didn't understand it at all, but I was really good at it for some reason. <laughs> it was like you were running and you had to get the nomination and you were like, had to get delegates. <laughs> it's like, Sounds I can't very believe complicated for a board, a board game. game. <laughs> oh, there's all kinds of board My My dad... My dad was obsessed with Avalon Hill games, like those like box war games and stuff. Yeah, and so he had he. I remember he had one because he was always trying to get us into them, and like with varying success. But one that he bought to get us into Avalon Hill was they made ones for like the kids could play. Okay, and the one that he had that we played the most was called Yellowstone, and you played like an an animal. And you had to like migrate through Yellowstone, like that huh. was the goal of the game, That's and cool. not get eaten by predators. And sounds really fun. Um, it was it was cool. Yeah, I, I remember playing that and liking it a lot. And then like the next level of board games, like he kind of took us through like where we went. We did Yellowstone, and then Milton Bradley came out with those big board games like Axis and Allies. Yeah, like in the late eighties. So we had that, and we had this other one called Shogun. And Ooh. so we we got a hang once we got the hang of those, then he finally busted out like the real Avalon Hill games, and those things were crazy because they were like super like detailed. Like he had the Civil War one we used to play, and it's <laughs> like the hexagon board, and he had like a million oh, pieces, and it's like this strategy war game. And I remember playing those a lot. Now, did you ever get into Risk at all? Oh yeah. Big time. That's like well that the other. Like well, okay. Jam. I've told you this. Um, so I used to play um, Risk a lot with Mike. Is a big Risk player. Really? And yeah, and um, yeah. His whole strategy is he's black and he calls himself the Black Plague. <laughs> but I always had to be black when I was playing. Because if I didn't play black, I would start moving other people's pieces. <laughs> because I am colorblind. So that was one of the problems that I used to have. That's why I like the Avalon Hill games, because the pieces had like words on them and were distinct. Right. As opposed to like Risk, where all the pieces, they're just different colors. Now, a few years ago, I started like... I I found out some people that I had been hanging out with played Risk, and I was all excited. And I went over to play, and I played a game, and they did it all wrong. Like, all of their, like, family rule type things that they used. I mean, it wasn't a family, but they did it all wrong, and and I couldn't convince them to do it my way. Everybody's got their own, like, house rules when it comes to a lot of these things. Yeah. 
going some other like to some other people and playing Monopoly, it's like that Ugh. can get like crazy. Everybody's got their own Monopoly rules. Yeah. Well, Risk, okay, originally with Risk, you had six dice, right? Three and yeah. three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the newer versions of it have two and three, and I hate that. Well, now there's, it, like, all these different versions of Risk. I remember getting pretty hardcore into Lord of the Rings Risk. Yeah, there's cool stuff, but I still prefer the old rules. Lord of the Rings Risk was awesome because, like, you like you could play either the good, like, the evil, like, you play, like, Sauron's forces, or you could be the Fellowship, and, like, the ring moved around, and, like, that is cool. crazy. What uh, about Stratego? You know, I never, I never got into that. Never just really never, never had either. access to it, I don't think. No. We were also a big card playing, like, card games, so a lot of our time we went to that. We played a lot of Clue. Oh, Clue, yeah. We got big into Clue. Clue's funny. Like, if you know how to really play Clue, then it's really... I mean, like, if you actually know the way to do it, then it's really not a... It's just kind of a race to see which person gets the best roles, really. So I remember, like, I would go over to play with my friends, and they didn't really get how to do it. They would just kind of randomly guess. So I'd beat them all the time, because I actually knew how to eliminate properly, and Mm -hmm. they stopped wanting to play with me anymore. (laughs) Because, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you actually keep track of them and you use the elimination across yeah, the columns. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. If you don't get that, then it's just kind of like, oh, I wonder if this is going to be it. Was that you that we used to play? Was it Super Nintendo Clue? Oh, well, yeah. I bought it and then got rid of it. It's one of the few games I didn't keep. It's the worst game ever. Now, what did we play all the time? So that wasn't what we played all the time. No, because Super Nintendo, just since you bring it up, it's like the worst video game ever made. The Super Nintendo Clue, I bought it oh, used. it doesn't keep track of anything. Right. You have to, like, you still have to write down all this stuff on a piece of paper. <laughs> so the only thing the game actually does is, like, it allows you to move pieces around. It's like a virtual game board. But all the other stuff, you have to play with, like, real cards and, What did we like, play all the time, then? Super Nintendo Monopoly? Monopoly? I played tons of Monopoly. Actually, the NES Monopoly, until the GameCube one came out, NES Monopoly was oh, yeah, the ultimate Oh, yeah, it was version. NES Monopoly. That's right. We played yeah. that all the time. I, we we played that so played... much that we knew exactly what number they would trade for on every single one. Yeah, and then we played... What else did we play a lot? Oh, because you had, like, you, we played a bunch of different Jeopardies. Oh, yeah. Ton, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Those are good games. Yeah. Although it's gotten a lot easier. I remember like in the old ones, like you had to spell it exactly right and it was really hard to like oh, get dude. The, the cursor to well, move to the right Well, that's where I would like get really frustrated with being <laughs> like throw controllers. Yeah. Or like they would phrase it a little bit differently and you're like, no, you had to like know exactly what they were thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Jeopardy. Jeopardy. We don't really have any reader mail, so I remembered that we got multiple tweets about a subject, and that subject was the crosswalk guy. Because in case you don't remember, <laughs> we were talking about how you had gotten an argument with your wife about whether or not the crosswalk guy was white or green. Yep. And then, <laughs> and then you came along out, and agreed with me. I said it was green, but then she's like, your one support guy is colorblind. And I said she has a point. And... <laughs> So all the tweets that I got from multiple listeners, so thank you if you sent a tweet, were saying that it's white. So I still think that some of them are green. 
Yeah, it just, why, why is it white? Okay, so if everybody's right, now why is it white? Because it's make bright. Sense. Stop means, but why is why is a stoplight not white then? It's green. I don't green know. means go. I agree, but it's very ooh. inconsistent. I don't know. I don't understand. Why does and the then, yellow light even exist? That means slow. That gives you a warning about when to slow down. It's coming. Except soon. people don't slow. They speed up. Yeah, it or gun it through the intersection. I feel like it <laughs> it does the opposite of what it's supposed to do. But there has to be a transition because you can't. Does there? Yeah, if it just went straight from red to green, everyone would like slam on their brakes through the intersection, and then everyone would gun it from the other way. I guess. But white doesn't make any sense at all. We spend all this time teaching kids red means stop, green means go, yellow means slow, and then what is white? Saunter? Ask your daughter what color the crosswalk guy is. She thinks it's green, too. My kids disagree. Well, if your kid says it's green, then it's green. But why? No, no, I mean, she thinks it's white. She thinks she's opposite of me. Oh, well, then if she says it's white, it's probably correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she wants to know the answer, so we need to find out why. Well, why don't you call your local public safety commission? That's not fair either. If, if there's a white light, we should have a black light one too. That wouldn't work. <laughs> it would work if everyone was required to wear neon when they walked around. That would or be just... horrible. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, thank you guys for texting or tweeting that. If you mm. want to send me additional tweets... You can uh, tweet it to at Brendoman. You have care. to tweet it at Brendoman and then just say this is for Phil or something or yeah. Phil. Phil's P.O. box, P.O. Twitter box. So dumb. Just get a Twitter. I know. I like this. Now that we've started this, I'm probably never going to get one. <laughs> you can mail your tweets to <laughs> Phil Vecchio. The address is at either Popbox Music or mp3buyback.com. That's right. Please keep Smail your... Mail uh, your tweet. Keep, please keep your letter to the appropriate number of characters. 140 characters or less or it will be returned. <laughs> we will return all... Only the excessive characters will be returned. <laughs> what if the post office did that? They had like a discount for like tweet length letters. <laughs> but they would have someone that their job was to count the characters. They just cut it off. They just take a pair of scissors. There's a guy with a pair of scissors like, nope, cut. And then they have to pay. I feel like it would lose money sending back. <laughs> Does the post office have to pay for postage? It's a good question. They have Don't to they pay just for, say, like, hey, gas. send this back? Because I feel like you could, if that's true, then you could bankrupt the post office just by, like, sending packages to bad addresses. Like, if some anarchist wanted to bring down the Postal Service, yeah, they would just send a bunch of random giant packages. And make to, them like, all, like, COD cash addresses. on delivery so they don't and have to And then they just float around forever. Wow. Bring that's down terrifying. the system. This has probably happened before. Just not interesting enough for anyone. I feel to like it's like mail fraud, me. and that's a federal crime. Yeah, probably so. Let's not advocate that. I guess. Can Just you imagine case. going to prison for mail for like something <laughs> like that? Which, what are you hid for? Mail <laughs> fraud. <laughs> what does that mean? I sent packages maliciously. What? <laughs> I didn't put enough postage. <laughs> I sent to a phony address. Yeah, that's definitely on the bottom of the list of things you want to go to prison for. 
I filed an insurance, a mail insurance claim. <laughs> uh, you know what's not bogus? <laughs> what's that? Is Stitcher using Stitcher to listen to podcasts? That's tef- definitely not bogus. Podcast, that is excellent. Podcast. And you know what you should do? You should click that Radio Brendo. Um, uh, go to radiobrendo.com, click the Stitcher link, and actually write a review. Give out some stars. We don't have any reviews on Stitcher. No reviews on Stitcher? Operation review on Stitcher. Go. Let's do it. If we can you know get... what else we haven't plugged in a while? And what I think when I feel like we're not living up to our contractual obligations is oh, the Adam yeah. Wells. The Adam Wells.com. So there you go. Well, well, let's see. Well, we've probably skipped it five or six times. Yeah. So just but... say the Adam Wells.com. The Adam Wells.com. The Adam Wells.com. TheAdamWells.com. There we go. Now we're even. <laughs> Fair and score. Oh, you what know what I was going to say? Okay, I forgot. You mentioned MP3Buyback.com. I actually mm-hmm. had a chance to share that link this week. Oh, yeah? So we're in, uh, you know, I, I'm, one of the, I'm in a music group on Facebook, you know, where people who are into the music mm-hmm. scenes that I was into in the 90s mm-hmm. and stuff, and mm-hmm. we all talk about stuff. And one of the big things people do is they post, like, their used CDs that they're selling off that are pertinent to the group. And everyone loves it because we all buy, you know, I mean, where's the those are the people that are looking for that stuff. But someone started complaining that everyone is, like, just selling it and using it as a marketplace and blah, blah, blah. And so there's this big old long debate. Everyone's arguing about oh, should we sell CDs and you know physical media and blah blah blah. And someone says, "Yeah, why don't you try selling some of your MP3s? Why don't you?" And I was like, oh, "This is it. <laughs> this is why we created this website." And I like boom, cut and pasted and said, "Hey, I think that's a great idea. Check out this website." And I got a couple likes. <laughs> and- People probably thought it was really dumb, but it was it was perfect. I've been waiting for that setup for years. Finally happened. It happened. It's it real. Feel, feel good. So you know what else feels good? What else feels good? Saving fifty dollars at dreamhost.com. That does feel good. If you go to dreamhost.com and use the code RadioBrendoMan, you will save fifty dollars off your order of web hosting. Get a free domain registration in addition to the one you already get. That's two domains, Phil. Two, two, two. That's amazing. It is amazing. And then you know what um, else is amazing? What else is amazing? Amazon. It's mm. A for amazing. Amazing. Amazing on. Amazon. Amazing. I think that's why they called it that. Why did they call it Amazon? I'm sure there's a reason. Because it's like a river of stuff. Ah, that's probably what it is. I made All it right. up. A river of stuff. No, that's that's it. Amazon, river of stuff. <laughs> so even though it's only been like three days, we had some stuff come through. That's exciting. Hold on. I'm going to Google this. Why, why is it called is Amazon? Why is it called we're going to answer okay. that question right now. Um, I just wanted to say when I typed in why is it called, the things that came up before I entered my finish are why is it called soccer? <laughs> why is it called catfish? Why is it called amber alert? Why is it called the birds and the bees? Why is it called D-Day? Those That's are top five. Why is it called? Huh. It's good to know. <laughs> it's good to know. Now we know what other people don't know. I think I can answer all those pretty well. 
The company was renamed after the Amazon Rivers. <laughs> it was originally incorporated as Cadabra. Huh. The company was renamed after the Amazon River, one of the largest rivers in the world, which in turn was named after the Amazon, the legendary nation of female warriors in Greek mythology. That doesn't help. No. That's, I mean, that doesn't say why they chose that. That's just Hold everyone on. knows what it is. Hold on. If they Hold were like on. really big uh, Wonder Woman fans or something, you know, that would explain it. Amazon was very nearly called Cadabra, but he reconceptualized the name when his lawyer misheard the word as cadaver. Be- <laughs> Bezos instead named it after the business after the river reportedly for two reasons. One, to suggest scale, because it was the Earth's biggest bookstore. And two, back then, website listings were often alphabetical, so it was at the top of the listing. Uh, that's smart. Back when, like, yeah, like when it was just like directory listings. Yeah. yeah, places to buy books, and you go down, and there it is, right at the top. Yeah, here it is. Um, it says, they, they changed, here it is, Jeff Bezos in an interview said... Um, it was changed from Cadabra to Amazon because it sounded too much like Cadaver. A name beginning with A was preferential due to the probability it would occur at the top of any list that was alphabetized. Huh. That's really smart. We should op- we should have called our podcast Aaron's Podcast. Aardvark. Why don't we just call it A Podcast? <laughs> a <laughs> absolute podcast. A plus podcast. A plus. All right. Douglas That's Hofstadter's good. fluid concepts and creative analogies, computer models of the fundamental mechanisms of thought, was the first book sold by Amazon.com on July fifteenth, nineteen ninety five. Huh. I would have thought it would be like Calvin and Hobbes or something. <laughs> so there you go. I wonder if they ever expected it would be like what it is today. Like, do you think he sat down and thought, oh, this is going to be where the entire planet buys all their stuff, basically? And now it's like killing the business. Yeah. You've heard about all that stuff, right? Yeah. Because they're price fixing and they're selling books below cost. And now, like, authors are like, we're not making any money, so we might have to stop writing books. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Well, I mean, they have a point. If they're not making any money, what's their incentive to write books? Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, it's kind of the reality of the way that our media works these days. Yeah, but whose fault is that? I don't know. When they the start, when, thing, when the prices are so low that it's no longer viable to like continue to do it, then we're going to lose a lot of... Well, but you could look at it as the same way that it's happened to the music industry. Yeah, I mean that that's slowly dying. Yeah, but it's just changing the way it's it's become so that it's just an everyman thing, not a you know special few that get to be the ones that's that. That's true. You know, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I don't know because I don't know much as, enough about the way they're handling it. But whether or not they're being cool, it's kind of the reality of where our Yeah, and then headed, I know? can't talk because I will buy things on Amazon because they are cheap and I yeah. am yeah. I don't have a lot of money. So, cuz I was just it, listening to this one author that I really like and he was saying um 
don't buy things on Amazon because they're basically forcing prices to be so low that you shouldn't, that it's causing me to not want to write books anymore and find other things because I'm not getting paid enough. And I'm like, and somebody was like, well, I'm, it's cheap, so I'm going to buy it. And he's like, yeah, but then eventually they're, I'm not going to be able to write books. And then I'm like, yeah, but somebody else will. That's what I yeah. wanted to say. Well, and that's what I mean. Again, like it or not, it's the reality of where we're headed. So it's kind of like, again, with the music industry, you either got to figure out a way around it. And or... also, I don't think at this point we can go back. Like, you're not going to go back to being like, hey, guess what? Books are $20 again. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I've got enough already. I'm good. <laughs> like, that's what, you know, it's not, I don't you're know. right. It's that slippery slope. I mean, I agree happening. it sucks, but also, like, that's the way it is. Yeah. And I will continue to buy cheap things. <laughs> I guess that if that makes me a bad person, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. Again, I don't know enough about the As situation behind As I continue to buy it, but... cheap things on Amazon. and. Yeah. Wait, we shouldn't no, we shouldn't say anything bad about Amazon. I don't think it's bad. I don't know. I don't know. But I'll tell you now what I do. Buy everything know. on Amazon through our Amazon link. <laughs> That's right. Everyone does. Again, it's the reality. That's where we're headed. So rather than you know have a tantrum about it, get behind it. Alright, well we got some things here. We got official SAT study guide with DVDs to so somebody studying for SATs. That's good. Good luck. Good luck. Your whole There's a whole extra section now. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Is yeah. It's there's like a writing section and. My score used to be impressive, but now my score, I'd be like an idiot. Yeah, but your score is really good. No, but I just mean like now. I'd be really dumb. Some, but if someone was to like try to like you know Janelle always used to go around and brag about it to embarrass me, but now everyone would be like, oh. It's not very good. Yeah, but people our age would get it, but kids would just be like, I, mean, just, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I still think it's it's still crazy how dependent your yeah, future is that on like one a test. test. Ugh. And also, I, as a kid, it's like just, ugh. I took it twice. I took it once, and I was like, I was like, I'm good. I, got in, I can get into the schools I want with this, and I'm done. Because that was like... Took it once, didn't do any prep, and and I just I, I got a twelve hundred, and I was well, I fine took with it, it. I took it once, and I like tied or came in like really close with this other girl I was competing with uh, <laughs> academically at my school, and I really wanted to beat her, so I took it again so I could. And that's I did. some good reasons there. Yep, that's got good motivation there. <laughs> Yeah, I got 1,200, and I was like, this is good enough. I don't want to deal with this anymore. And then I was like, my mom's like, well, you should take the ACT. And just to, you know, and I was like, I guess, fine, whatever. And um, I took the ACT, and, you know, they have, like, an equivalency chart. Uh Uh-huh. Like, what an ACT score compared to an SAT score. And I got a 25 on the ACT. And I looked, and so it's the equivalent of 1,200, so I got the same score. So it didn't do anything. Well, wasn't that like if you wanted to go out of state too? Like that was the big thing. Well, yeah, because well, actually, it did help me because then um, there was um, when I went to school in Missouri, they were like, "Oh, we don't take SAT scores." I'm like, "What? That's weird." They're like, "We have we take ACT scores," and I was like, "Oh, I just happen to have my ACT score right here." 
There it is. And they were like, that's really high. You know, in Missouri, you would if you had been a resident here, you would qualify for a f- free ride scholarship anywhere you want. I'm like, wow, I guess I should have lived in Missouri. <laughs> or not. I don't yeah. know. You did for a while. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> All right, what else do people buy here? We got a MoCo Ultra Slim Lightweight Smart Shell Stand Case for Google Nexus 7-inch Tablet. I guess this nice. goes with the keyboard that somebody ordered last time. Yeah. Then we got Call of Duty Advanced Warfare Day Zero Edition. PlayStation 4. Yeah. What's Day right. Zero Edition? Who knows? They got like 8 million special editions. They got a lot editions. of Call of Duties. If you like Call of Duty, I guess PlayStation 4 is the place. I've noticed that more people have bought stuff on PlayStation 4 through us than Xbox or Wii U. Well, it is the best selling of the... Yeah, it's, it's consistent. And it includes extra stuff, I guess. The Day Zero Edition, there's like five, di- there's Atlas Limited, Atlas Pro, Digital Pro Edition. Like, come on. Includes so Advanced Arsenal Bullet Brass Exoskeleton. What? <laughs> I understand, though, if you get really into a game, which I have done recently... I understand being obsessed with it and wanting all the little things. Yeah. <laughs> Customer question and answer is the number one question. All it says is multiplayer question mark. Answer is yup. <laughs> First of all, this is a Call of Duty game. Yeah, of what else is there? Multiplayer. multiplayer. <laughs> Can you imagine if they put a Call of Duty out that wasn't multiplayer? And then someone else said, did someone ask if Call of Duty has multiplayer? <laughs> that's great alright was well, that everything that's it for now again that's pretty good for three days so you thank you guys people to play with you because you have no friends <laughs> that's what <laughs> it God. says yes. uh, thank you for uh, buying that stuff <laughs> keep it up keep it up Amazon commenters <laughs> all right so we already talked about kickstarter movie night yeah so this friday keep an eye out for that no advances in books not really i mean did i've read, read a little any bit more, more of umbrella summer no i did not oh why oh i just got a text back from my brother what's her name what's her name i can't say it on the show is it the one i picked it? no it's, dang it is she I on was, facebook i don't know well now i know Oh, come on. All right. No, I'm not going to say it on the show. I'll say, say it, it on the show. I'm not going to say it on the show. We're trying to internet stock my brother's new girlfriend, and we couldn't We All couldn't right, uh, find Now her, you so. make us sound weird. What? No. It's not weird. Everyone All internet right. stocks people. DVD on demand corner. What you I'm got? I'm watching some more WWE Network. They had some awesome documentaries drop this week. And I've been really, it's been really awesome. They finally started their Monday Night War series, which documents the, um, like, head-to-head WCW versus WWF battle, and it's going to be, like, a weekly documentary, and they finally dropped the first episode, and it was awesome. Oh, so exciting, because it's, like, reliving, like, the glory, like, the best time to be a professional wrestling fan was that time period. And now you can watch it all. Yeah. 
Um, and then another one was it. And then the other one was a cool documentary about there's this group of three like young new superstars called The Shield, and they recently broke up, but um, they're all like moving up the roster, and now they're like single stars. And so it was kind of the history behind them and like their rise up in the business. And WWE is finally doing something which they hadn't done before until like some of the more recent documentaries, and they actually acknowledge people's pasts like in okay. other like wrestling promotions. Right. So which they actually got video of like there these guys like in the different indies like wrestling and then Why did um, they not acknowledge it before. Cuz cuz that was I think one of Vince McMahon's things was never acknowledge the competition. Oh okay. But I think maybe now they realize one these guys aren't competition and two you can't just deny that this happened. <laughs> like, right. And and so it's cool seeing these guys like wrestle like in the indies and like and then um the third guy his name's Roman Reigns and he's actually like a third generation wrestler. He's part of the Samoan family which includes like um The Rock and like they're all part of this family, the Anawai family. And he's one of the newer ones and he is and it made me have a little bit more appreciation for him. Just seeing his backstory, and also one of the reasons he went into the this kind of a cool story because um, he was gonna keep playing football, like in Canada, because he played football, and instead he moved. He wanted to be closer to his daughter, so that's why he started wrestling. And it was a really nice story of him and having a relationship with his daughter. That's cool, and um, that was cool. Anyways, um, so I watched that, and then. I'm sure if you've been on social media at all or on the internet or if you're a Comic-Con, FXX is currently airing every episode of The Simpsons in order. And they have an app called FX Now. And you can watch it on there if you have an account. And I still have my Uverse account. So So I'm watching Simpsons. Are you watching them in order? Well, I haven't been watching all of them because it's been going on like 24 hours a day. Oh, okay, okay. And, but they're on season four right now. And so I just, like, my favorite, like, they just showed two of my favorite episodes, which are the Marge versus the Monorail, like the oh, Monorail yeah, yeah. episode. And because yeah. season four was Conan was writing for it and Brad Bird was working on it. It's probably like the best season. Um, and then the second episode, my other favorite, probably my favorite episode, it's called Selma's Choice, and it's the one where <laughs> they go to, it's the one where they go to Duff Gardens, and also the one where Homer eats the poison sandwich, and <laughs> yeah, he can't go to Duff Gardens, and it's the one where like Lisa drinks the water and the, it's a small world and starts tripping out, and <laughs> it's really funny. Um, I like that a lot. And then I watched a movie on Showtime Anytime, which I'm really glad I got to watch because it looked awesome and Derek was raving about it. It came out last summer. It's called The Kings of Summer. Um, It's incredible. What's the premise here? What are we talking about? It's about about some kids that's – they're like sophomores in high school. And – oh, dude, and a ton of comedians are in it. Nick Offerman is one of the dads. Uh, Megan huh. Mullally's one of the parents. A um, bunch of other comedians are in it. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani, um, like a bunch of other comedians. Can't think That's of cool. So 
That was good. Um, and it's about these kids, and they basically they run away from home, and they build this. So there's like this huge like wilderness area where they live. Like kind of uh-huh. looks like the Barrens from It or something. And they just build like a house out there, and like live out in this house. And everybody thinks they've like either been kidnapped or disappeared. And like there's like this big, but they're just like living in this house out, being men huh. in the wild. And yeah. it's it's pretty amazing. Like it's a pretty amazing coming of age movie. That's cool. And it's it's pretty awesome. Like I think you would love it. It's and really that's on good. what what service is it on? Well, it's on show, but you can get it on. Um, it's it's on show. I got it. I saw it on Showtime anytime, but I'm sure it's on Redbox. Okay, and all that. It's highly, highly, highly recommended. Okay. Um, I had I knew about it because I the director Jordan Jordan Voigt Roberts was on. Um, you made it weird with Pete Holmes, and I he I thought he was hilarious, and he sounded really cool, and he was talking about the movie, so it had been on my like watch list. Huh. So I was really glad that it came up. Well, that's awesome. And also, it was in Derek's like top three last year. The Kings of Summer. Yeah, it's really good. It sounds really cool. All right. And so you've been watching some Cajun Pond stuff? Yeah, I watched a little more Cajun Pond stars. Nice. Good stuff. And uh, then on Netflix, I finally, I never had watched this, but I finally watched The People versus George Lucas. Yeah? What do you think? Uh, that was really it was really interesting and well done. Not as like hate filled yeah. as I expected that's it would why be. I respect, a more... That's why I respect I think it was a little you know, I think it was even handed. Yeah. I mean obviously there's you know it's a little one sided, but it, I think they did a pretty good job of it and recognized a few faces in there, which was kinda of fun. Yeah. Um but yeah, I thought I thought it was good. It was very interesting and made some good points. Made me think about the whole thing quite a bit more. You so, know. have you seen the buzz? What's the buzz? That Disney is going to release the <gasps> originals unaltered? No. There's the buzz. That's the oh buzz. Oh my gosh, that's the buzz? Well, yeah. Disney's smart. They know what they're doing. I think they will because Disney likes money. And that's everyone will buy printing. it again. Everybody will. I will buy that. I will be first in line. Well, you don't have my VHS tapes, but I I think they'll come out with DVDs for those that don't have Blu-rays. Yeah, I'm sure they know what they're doing. But unaltered, Phil, unaltered, non-special edition, original edition, non-altered. No Hayden Christensen in that last little bit. No, not even any of the new freaking Jabba the Hutt. None of that crap. Uh, I'm talking pure, like not not special edition, like original, like you know, you got those THX copies, like yeah. that. But so restored, the, it is THX, remastered. Though. Yeah, it'll be restored, remastered, but it won't be the special editions. Like good, okay. okay. I'm talking OG. That's none good. of those extra like little things Ugh. in every scene. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> like those like rat things. Ugh. The dance scene in uh, Return of the Jedi. See, again, looking back on it, we should have known what was coming. Yeah, it, it totally makes sense. Especially Return of the Jedi. Especially Return of the Jedi. and Because then, then, like, the Ewok scene at the end, too, like, the music for that was ridiculous. We really okay. should have seen it coming. Yeah, I don't... I don't know, but I guess we, we were just... blind. At the, we were just so excited that Star Wars was back yeah. at that time 
that we were like, oh, this is weird, but whatever. This is totally cool. This is really weird, guys. Nope, fine. Nope, Star Wars okay. is back. It's all good. Plus, so, Empire was pretty subtle. Of the three redo- redos, Empire's pretty, like... Because Empire's perfect. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that they, like, the major thing they added was a little bit more footage of the Wampa at the beginning. I think that was it. Aside from, like, you know, adding, like, because adding the stars and the spaceships and, you know, like, updating those effects, that's, that's kind of what I thought it was going to be. That's the best version of the remakes, you know, or the best part of it. It's still not necessary. It's not necessary, but if they were going to do it, that's the least offensive way to do it, you know. Yeah, but he, you know he wasn't going to stop there. Yeah, well, we found that out. And again, based off of, especially based off of Jedi, we should have known what was coming. Yeah, because I watched, I re- recently rewatched. well, after watching this, I kind of just watched a clip of that scene, the music video thing that he does mm-hmm. in the middle with the like, wah, <laughs> yeah. like dancing around. like Yeah, the Jabba's little, Palace scene. Yeah, Jabba's Palace. That's, Which is nuts uh it's atrocious i mean i think that scene is on the like star wars christmas level oh yeah so again we should have known yeah also base like that's the thing if you look back like objectively you're like we why should we have thought that this movie written and directed by lucas was going to be good because what other movies where was he involved with besides like epis like the originals? Um, Howard the Duck and Willow, and what like he Willow produced like, all those. He didn't actually direct them. Yeah, so he hadn't directed anything. But the, even based off of the other things he was involved in, that still was an indicator that I don't know. I feel like we. Really I love Willow have, though. Yeah, but still, it's, it's still out there. I don't know. I think Willow is a pretty solid movie. Yeah, come on. But he, again, he but he didn't he, direct anything. The last thing he directed was Star Wars, nineteen seventy seven, and then the, uh, to Episode One, he didn't direct a single thing in between that whole entire time. That's so, kind of nuts. That is nuts, and also like, man. Well, that's kind of that's the thing that, that really interested me in People versus George Lucas was some of the interviews they had where they were, for instance, where like Coppola was talking about what George Lucas wanted to do as opposed to what he ended up doing. Right. You know, he was like the rebel against the man. And then he became the man. So interesting. Well, it was a really cool, um, really well put together movie. And I liked it a lot. I liked all the clips of all the stuff that people had done the re you know like i can't remember what it's called but where they all everyone put it together in a big thing where they all shot different scenes of star wars Mm -hmm. it was fun seeing some of that and yeah it was good i liked it cool very interesting cool all right so you um you said you got some you had a video game so what's going on with disney magical world with you all right well i've been utterly obsessed with this game i'm at 87 stickers now dang out of a hundred, yeah. Um, the last few are, are tough, but um, there's like when you start getting deep into the game, there's some like next level stuff. Like, have you gotten into like crossbreeding the flower? We're not really crossbreeding, but um, upgrading your flowers in the in the fields. Yeah, it's it gets pretty nuts. It's nuts, like the different like like evolutions of the flower seeds, and and then like um, is there I a method even, to it? 
Yeah, yeah. There's like charts of like which seed will will possibly because it's certain which other seeds produce possibly produce the special seeds, right? And then and then that's how chain. you get the next level. Right. And then from there, there's more seeds. There's like a chain. So of to the get seeds. like the sunflower, it's a chain of like five different flowers all in a row. Oh gosh! So yeah. it's nuts because I haven't I gotten also, the sunflower. Today I just discovered like I I kind of already skipped past it, but on the title screen they have the AR card thing. Yeah, have you done that at all? No. There's like tons of AR cards you can scan, like on the internet. If you start searching around for it, and you uh-huh. get all kinds of crazy bonus items, outfits that you can't get anywhere else. Oh yeah, I've heard about those. I know there's some on the website. There's like Japanese ones. There's yeah, the, all the Japanese ones work too. Hmm. So I like went and I searched. I found a bunch of Japanese. That'll help ones me because and... I need I need more um, perfect outfits. Oh, you'll get tons from this. Like I got a Pinocchio one. I got a Tigger one. I got a bunch mm. of stuff. So yeah, like, that was it was fun. Luke and I like discovered it today, so he was like I was letting him scan them all and he was getting so excited as we kept scanning more stuff. Nice. So yeah, I've been a little obsessed with that game. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then of all course right. Sorry. Um well just real quick, I see that you've been playing twenty forty eight. I don't understand. Like I, I'm doing it, but I don't understand how the movement of the pe- how the movement works. Okay, well, when you slide one direction or another, every single thing moves that direction. If there's and then a space it goes for it to all go. the way to the end. Yeah, yeah. So it's imagine like tilting a board to that side, and all the blocks slide that way. Mm-hmm. But then, if there's any that match, those combine along the way. Okay. I beat the game this week for the first time. I got twenty forty eight. I can. I haven't been able to do it. Well, it's t- it took me like a couple months to do it. So okay, it's not like just something you just. Oh, I, I can do it. I got up to like. I don't know. I got up to like five something. Yeah, the five. In the five hundred. Yeah, it's fun. It's kind of addicting, and there is a trick to it. Like there is a method. If you play it long enough, you might figure it out. And then all I've been doing besides that is WWE Supercard. I'm all I'm at the I'm at um the super rare plus plus level. So now Ooh. I have to collect super rare cards and then combine those to get super rare pro cards to get my level up and um it's getting a little difficult, but uh still doing pretty well. My re- my exhibition record is great and I'm enjoying it. I've got I got I got 3 super rare cards today, so I'm on a roll. Nice. I feel like okay, so it's this is see so you could you can appreciate this. Nobody else will. So when you win, you get two picks, and you get a, you have like a board of cards. So there's like a grid of cards, and so you get a fresh grid. Like when you first start, you get a fresh grid, and you pick. You can pick two, and so I kind of do different patterns when I'm picking my cards, uh-huh. and like I kind of am very like. Um, superstitious when it comes to patterns because I'm like, ooh, I did this pattern and I got a super rare card. Because basically the board resets if you get a rare or if you hit a super rare or if you hit a boost card, which you use in King of the Ring, and you really want the super rare cards. But huh. I'll, I'll do like eight boards in a row where I'll get I'll get like a rare card and it'll reset or I'll get like a boost card. I'm like, no. But this, today I hit like a certain pattern that I was doing each time, and I've gotten three super rare cards. So I'm huh. like, 
But I, I know you would appreciate that because I know you're like about like patterns and oh yes things. Other people would just be like, it's totally random. Why are you doing it that way? And I'm like, in my head though, like this is working. If oh, I yeah. do an X this way and I start from the outside and work my way <laughs> in, and yeah, it's kind of nuts. Okay, so this is so then there's this other game that I haven't actually played because I refuse to play it. Okay. Um, did you see um, Chuck posted a thing that Josh had told him to play this game called Five Nights at Freddy's, and it was the most terrifying thing he's ever done? No. Well, Chuck posted this thing. Chuck um, Bigum. Oh, yeah. Okay. Posted on Facebook about this, and I'd heard Josh talk about it before. It's called. It's on Steam. It's called Five Nights at Freddy's. It's a click, point-and-click game. But you basically are this night watchman at, like, a Chuck E. Cheese place. Okay. And every night the animatronics come to life and try and kill you. (laughs) And you have security cameras and security doors to keep them out. But your power is, like, on limited supply. So you have to conserve the power. And the, um, the animatronics, four of the five of them are like the weeping angels where they only move when you're not looking at them. Uh. And one of them moves, and they all make weird laugh. Like, I'll just tell you right now, I watched a trailer last night, and it gave me nightmares. <laughs> and so Josh is like, you should play it live on Radio Brindam. Yeah, that's not happening. I am never no playing this now game. I'm like looking out the windows behind me, just hearing about it. Um. Also, this is like my worst nightmare. Animatron is coming to life, especially like, because these are, these are basically like giant furries <laughs> trying to kill you. And I have no interest in that, but it's terrifying. So if anybody's into that kind of thing, you should check it out. But you haven't actually tried it yet. No, I'm not going to. Again, <laughs> I, the trailer alone. I showed. I did get my coworker because he's way into horror gaming. I'm like, you have you heard about this? He's like, no. And he watched the trailer and he bought it like right on the spot. He's like, oh my gosh. That's funny. And if you look at the reviews, like they're all like, it's got a ton of five star reviews, but everyone's like, I made it 12 minutes. And I will never play this again. Five stars. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. I mean, for a, if it's supposed to be scary, I guess it's doing its job. Well, you should just look at the trailer. It's really scary. Okay. On that note, um, I think I've talked about before on the show, like my fear of like someone looking in the window. We've talked about this before. Like I'm yeah, terrified yeah, yeah, of that, windows at night. Biggest fear. That's the one time I scared you. Yeah. Like when the, the one idea... time in the history of our friendship yeah. that I, you have scared me countless times <laughs> and I'm always scared. The only time I've ever seen you afraid, the only time I've ever scared you was when we were, we were gonna, we were gonna go into the abandoned Krikorian theater. Yep. And I said, what if a homeless dude slammed his face against the window while we were looking in, and you immediately are like, "We're leaving. We have to get out of here." And you, and I was like, "Whoa! I found your." That's it. Like, that is my weakness. I'm terrified of windows in, at night. Of the time that they were telling a scary story, and there was a guy at the window, yep. and you yep. looked around. Back at camp, long time ago. Okay. So anyway, this I, mean, I think I mentioned we went to Jeff and Ebony's baby shower this last weekend, mm-hmm. and. I had told Ebony about that, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, we had been talking about stuff like that, and I had told her. Why would you willingly tell people? I don't know. I I don't know how it came up, but apparently I had told her that story and why I was scared of the windows and stuff. Mm -hmm. I guess, like, it 
it, she started like obsessing with it, and now she has to like close the windows every night. I totally freaked her out. <laughs> so she has to have like the the shades drawn every night now to go to sleep. <laughs> so um, I, I guess uh, you passed it on. I, I passed it along, yeah. But I'm still scared of it, so it's not like you get rid of it when you pass it along. It just yeah. spreads. Yeah. So anyway, all right. You got Nintendo Power. I got Nintendo Power. We haven't done one in a while. Let's do Nintendo Power. Let's do it. All right. Tonight's Nintendo Power is volume 54. Mm-hmm. This is uh, November of 1993, so we're closing out the year 1993. Nice. And let's see. There's not, uh, again, there's still no movie things, but there is an interesting feature this time. Um, it's called Project Reality. And it's the first time they start talking about the Nintendo 64 in the pages of Nintendo Power. And it was called Project Reality. Uh, there it says Nintendo's teaming up with Silicon Graphics Inc. to produce a completely new 64-bit video game system that Ooh. will deliver a radically new sense of realism to gameplay experience. So they got like a whole little feature about what that'll look like and stuff. That was kind of cool. Nice. Um... So, in the letters department... Wait, what's on the cover? Oh, the cover. I forgot that. Secret of Mana. Okay, I remember this episode. It's got like the big, yeah, big golden dragon on the front. Mm -hmm. And uh, it looks really cool. I forgot about that. Um, Most of the letters are uh, people that wrote in about Star Fox. Because that's like the new big thing. Mostly everyone's saying like it's awesome, it's so cool, and I can't wait well, to play it. That was a pretty it. revolutionary game. But it's kind of funny here. Um, <laughs> the actually, so they have like, you know, most of them are all saying how amazing it is, but this person wrote here. Let me see. Yes. I have mixed feelings about the Super FX chip. Although Star Fox is a pretty cool game, when you fire, it's hard to see where you fire and what you're firing at. The graphics aren't realistic, and the figures look more like blotty geometrics that look only a little like what they're supposed to. That's all I have to say, except that I wouldn't plan on making any more games using the Super FX chip until you have enough technology to enhance the graphics of the game. (laughs) So apparently Nintendo let one slip by, and they actually had a negative opinion in their magazine. That's funny. What did they say to that one? There's no response to that. That's your opinion, man. Nope. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the one other cool thing in the player's pulse here is um, back in volume 44, so 10 episodes or issues ago, they ran a contest for people to design the new Mega Man or characters for the new Mega Man game. Mm-hmm. So in Mega Man 6, which was the last one they released for the original NES. Which just got series, released on the virtual console. That's right. Two of those characters came from this contest that uh, people submitted. Wow. One of them was Nightman, like... K-N-I-G-H-T, Nightman. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Windman. And those isn't were that, sent in by Daniel Valley. Windman the same thing as Airman? Different. Airman is Airman. Win- Airman has one giant fan on his stomach. Windman has two little fans on his shoulders. Totally different. I I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> Oxygen Man. Next thing you know, there's like a guy named like... um. Like I'm trying to think now. Puff Man, um, Lumber Man instead of Wood Man. Yeah, Steel no, Man look. instead of Metal Man. If you look at the chart of all the different ones, there's quite a few that are pretty similar. There's Rock Man and Hard Man, and I don't know Stone Man. 
Boulder man. Well, after a while, there's only so many mans. You yeah. Can... <laughs> I mean, there is only one female throughout all of them, also. Oh. There is a woman one. I can't remember what it was, though. Anyway, so I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, let's see. The player's poll for this month was win a trip to the NHL All-Star Game at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Get to go to New York. Phil would be like, trip to New York City. Yeah. And they'd be like, so we're going to the hockey game. You're like, oh, we don't have to do, we don't have to I'm do good. that. I'm good. I'll just watch TV in the hotel or <laughs> any, anything other than that. <laughs> um, so you get that. You also get an official NHL All-Star jersey. And you get a copy of NHL Stanley Cup from Nintendo. Cool. So, you know, that, that would, if I had won that one, I would have gone to New York. But that would have been kind of a sad one for me. And second like, prize, hockey stuff, and you're like, oh, I don't need that. Yeah, second prize was a jersey and a copy of the hockey game. Yeah, okay. That's the awards. That's what they got. Um, what else? What else? I guess we should just do the chart, huh? Any other cool articles? Not really. I mean, there's a lot of stuff about Star Fox. They launched the new Star Fox comic. Why did they get rid of the celebrity thing? That was the best. I don't know. That's where we found out people that weren't shouldn't have been rappers were rappers. No, we found some amazing stuff in there. <laughs> it goes faster to get through it all now, though. Yeah, but it's just not as exciting. No, it's not quite the same. All right, we'll go through these charts here really quickly. Game Boy fifth place for Game Boy was Metroid Two. Hey, have you played that yet? I haven't, but it's on my. Game, it's on my 3DS now. So oh, that's good. Downloaded. Made me. some progress. Number four was Super Mario Land, the original one. Still hanging in there. Number three is Kirby's Dream Land. Mm-hmm. Number two in a relatively new uh, spot here, The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. That was his first, the first uh, Zelda handheld game. Excellent game. Did you ever play that one? I never really played Game Boy. Like I didn't play them until afterward when I got the Game Boy Advance. I went back and picked all that stuff up. Mm-hmm. And really I never good. had a Game Boy Advance either. Oh, I got one when we got married. We registered for it on our uh, my first registry. handheld system that I ever owned was a 3DS. My brother had a Game Boy and he had a Game Boy Advance, but he got the Game Boy Advance when he was in college. And the Game Boy, he only had like the Star Wars game. You had a regular 2DS though. I mean, just a regular mm-hmm. DS. Yeah, I just said the th- no, you DS. Said 3DS. Oh, well, the regular DS. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. the DS Fat. DS Fat. Uh, and then number one spot for Game Boy is Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins. Mm-hmm. That's holding on there. Super NES, we have some uh, some newer stuff here. Number five that is Super the Mario hot Kart. system of the time. That was the hot system, yes, definitely. You got Super Mario Kart in fifth place. Should be higher. I think it was still relatively new. I think we just covered that. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, I think it just had launched. Number four is Street Fighter Two. Of course. Number three, relatively new to the chart here, is Star Fox. Yeah. Number two, The Legend of Zelda: a Link to the Past. It's my favorite Super Nintendo game. And number one in the top spot, uh, first time in the top spot, is Street Fighter Two Turbo. Oh, so Turbo came out, yeah. Yeah, so you got I remember two I, Street Fighters in the top. When did I buy? I bought that. I bought that with, like, eighth grade graduate. I don't know. I bought that with birthday money at Warehouse. 
I, I just bought a copy of that for a friend of mine who got a Super Nintendo for his birthday. Well, nice. Yeah. Who Those got really a Super f- Nintendo like now? Um, uh, Audrey, one of Audrey's friends' dads. Okay. And there's a really cool place I found that has like all kinds of old games and stuff. Did so. he get like just a Super Nintendo, or did he get one of those cool machines that plays like all the? No, things? I, th- I think that his wife his wife got it for him. I think she found like actually a Super Nintendo. Oh, dude, for see him. if I'm gonna go back and get something, I'm gonna like get one of those systems that plays like a bunch of stuff, all the things. I just don't have to go back because I still have it. Well, I would still have my Super Nintendo, but my brother sold it because he's a jerk. <laughs> family sells stuff a lot i know stop it well he did that in revenge for me selling his mark mcguire cards (laughs) which hey i did him a favor because those are worth nothing now that's true that's true all all those baseball cards we collected as kids we thought we're gonna be like millionaires yeah it's funny I, i just saw a storage wars where this guy um, who's the new, what's his new guy's name? Like, it's like a girl's name. Well, anyways, he's going through, uh, a, a, a locker and he finds albums of baseball cards and they are clearly like 86, 87 tops. Right. And he's like hundred dollars an album. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Did anyone call him on it? Get a dollar. Did anyone call him on it? No, because he was just by himself pricing uh, things out, and he's like, "That is my biggest card, pet peeve." Hundred dollars that show, like hundred dollars, and I'm like, "No, no, those are not a hundred dollars. You, nobody is gonna buy those. Are those are like eighty seven? Anything from the eighties and nineties is worthless." Yeah, Unless I recently like, looked and priced all my collection, like you know, just roughly on the internet. And all of the stuff I collected for a grand total, I could probably get fifty bucks out of it. Maybe yeah. even eighty nine upper deck Griffey is what like ten bucks now. Yeah, maybe. Because and, and that was like, like the card. I that have was a bunch of complete card. sets. Like my grandma would always buy me the complete yeah, sets, of and those a bunch are of worthless. Stuff. Yeah, I mean some of them that I have go for like maybe twenty bucks. Yeah, but if I had to ship it to someone, it would cost me almost that much to ship it. You know, but like any of the tops. Is like the only things that are worth some money are like upper deck, and even yeah. that's not worth nearly what we we all thought we were going to retire on that stuff. But what yep. we didn't realize is that the reason why the old cards we had we had this discussion with that comics dude at Comic Con, yeah. remember? Yeah. But the thing that people don't realize is that the very fact that everybody is keeping these make it worthless, right? Because the reason why all those old things are worth a ton is because there was like. Nobody kept them. Right. Nobody thought they were worth anything. So, by the, the and also the fact that they printed millions and millions of those yep. things. You want to know why that Honus Wagner is worth like a million dollars? Because they only made like a little bit of them. And then he said, Oh, I don't want to be on a cigarette card. I don't smoke. So they took it off the market. Yeah. And even that has gone down in value. Yeah. Like, now, like in the eighties, when they were just making those, they were printing like that's by their very nature, they're they're not going to be worth anything. Well, maybe if I hold on to but, it for another generation, I really there was an article <laughs> that um, Jensen Carp wrote that I put on my Twitter about that, and he's like, you know what? I don't care that they're not worth anything. At the time, they were worth everything, and that would make what makes them valuable was the experience. Yeah, that's true. Of like. Like, cause we love those cards. Like it was like we when like 
I mean, it's funny because like even you who don't you don't like sports, but you still loved yeah. the whole collecting baseball well, and card. trading. Like I would go over to my friend's house. And yeah. Like, oh my gosh, we get our Beckett guide out and we oh, look yeah. up like, oh, this one's worth two cents. It's I'll amazing that we're not all like stock market traders because yeah. that's what it was basically because there was a time to. when i could have told you off the top of my head what the current going rate was yeah blah, what's blah, the blah, going card. rate for a 1990 jose canseco upper yeah. deck mean like oh well, that's 250 and as soon as you got the new beckett we'd like run over and like yeah. check it out and, and then see. the big deal was that every year when the oh new sets are coming out yep like stop everything i remember yeah. new set day at the card shop oh my gosh it was like crazy town yeah, but see, the difference is it wasn't a sport to me. It was about collecting junk, and I'm yeah. good at that. <laughs> and and so, but like, and like we, like I just remember, like just all the time I spent with my baseball cards. Yeah. Oh yeah, looking through them all. Like I even like started them. learning like like which guy had better stats and stuff. That's I don't care about that stuff, but yeah, I did because it was everything on the cards. I know about stats comes from the back of baseball cards. Yep, entirely. Yeah. So. And I am, and you know, and then like there's the whole like, and and I still have like on the back like tops cards. It was like league leader in italics, and if it's bold, it was a tie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I could look at if I looked on the back and the guy had a lot of bold or italic entries. I was like, ooh, this guy's good. So well, so I think that guy had a good point. It was it's, it wasn't a waste. It was fun to do. It was fun. To, it was a fun thing that, like, you know, defined our childhood. And when I hand them down to my kids, they might be able to get fifty bucks out of them. Who knows? Maybe seventy five. My mom sent me like a couple of my card albums. I was gonna take some because first of all, they're like such an awesome work of a ten year old. Like the covers. Like I have a <laughs> custom cover that says like Brendan's baseball cards. And you know how we went to the. Um, the sticker place. We were at that booth. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I have like my on my baseball card album. I have a bunch of those stickers. The Panini like on, cards. Yeah, Panini stickers. Yeah, I have them on my thing, and then it says Brendan's baseball card. And then I tried to draw a baseball bat and a ball, but it's like the worst <laughs> drawing ever. Oh, oh you've got to take, a, take picture. a picture of this and post it's it. I so see this. dumb. I I want to see this so bad. Okay, I will do okay. that. You gotta post it. I will do that. Um, <laughs> I want to see yeah. Brendan's baseball card. And then album. mine are all organized by like, and like it's all like Donruss ninety, and like Tops ninety, and and then I have like and then I have like sorted by team and player, but they're all like. They're worthless. <laughs> well, I remember even at the time they were selling like packs where like, you know, like in the late 80s, early 90s, they would sell packs of like cards that came out in the 80s and the 70s yeah. even. And you're those like, rack packs these. that had like a bunch of the packs. Yeah. And, yeah. Which just shows that even those ones are already pretty useless, you know? Like, yeah. We should have known even. Like, <laughs> right. If like, these are worth so much money, why are they still selling all these? For like, the same price the new ones are. Extra stock. But I remember um, I would get those and like, oh yes, I got one from the seventies. Oh, yeah, I just got know. a seventy nine tops. Like, oh, this is amazing. And yeah, yeah. Um, I remember convincing kids. I remember this is how crazy I got with the Beckett guide. So I'd see uh, there would be a card that I would want. And I'd be like, okay, Beckett says this card is worth fifty cents. I'm gonna and, and I have ten 
um, I'll I'll give you ten 1985 Topps Commons that are five <laughs> cents a piece for that card. And he's like, well, I don't want those cards. I'm like, yeah, but you cared. Don't you care about the value? Like that's an even trade. <laughs> and the guy's like, well, I guess okay. So I give him like ten, hustler. and I'd give him like ten like tops commons, which according to Beckett were five cents a piece. <laughs> but who is buying these common cards and giving some? But that that person does not exist. No, it does not. <laughs> That's funny. Buying commons, tops commons, five cents. That doesn't that there nobody. Doing nope. that. I think they just put that in there because they're like, like I'm sure Beckett's like, mm, five cents. Sure. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, because where do they get those numbers? Like, I, I wonder what the process is for that. Yeah. Well, there was the two columns also, which yeah, was like, like the high price and then like the low price. Yeah. And again, then my I remember my dad trying to tell me things are only worth what people will pay for them, and I was like, "Whatever, Dad, you don't know what you're talking." It says about. so in this book. <laughs> like this book says, and that's how baseball card shops. That's why I bought a 1990 Jose Canseco for five dollars right. at a baseball card shop when I never should have done that. <laughs> you want your five dollars back? I do want my five dollars back. But <laughs> I know. But I will never. Then I have memories of like my friend and I going to a card shop, and they were selling eighty nine upper deck packs for five bucks, and we each bought a pack. And in his pack, he he pulled the Ken Griffey Junior. and then nice. he sold it right right back to the owner of the card shop. And he'll probably turn it around and sell it to someone else for quite a bit more. Yeah, That's and we brilliant. bought candy <laughs> and went to the movies. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. There was a time in my life when I was like really excited to go to a sports collectible shop. Like when we would drive oh, yeah. by one and be like, "Oh, can we check that one out?" Yeah, totally. That doesn't happen anymore. I don't care about it. The anymore. baseball card shop by my house was called the Clubhouse, and I practically live there. <laughs> um, now it's just record stores and bookstores. Yeah, it's like the same thing. Um, now, what else was I gonna say? I had some other memory. Oh, yeah. I just remember, like, again, this is going to be me sounding like an old man. But (laughs) my mom, like, twice a week or something, would give me a dollar. One (laughs) dollar. And we would go down to the 7-Eleven down the street from our house. And I would buy a 50-cent pack of Topps baseball cards. And then they had, like, nickel candies, like, in the Uh, bins. uh Uh-huh. Like individual little mini Reese's cups or like bazooka gum. That was a big thing for me. And I would buy 10 nickel candies. And that was my $1. That does make like 10 pieces of candy. I totally remember stuff like that. And a 50 cent pack of baseball cards, all for a buck. Wow. So, like, getting a dollar was like a big freaking deal. Like, a huge deal. We need to get rocking chairs and sit on my porch and talk about this stuff, man. Kid, dollar goodbye. Because then I remember when, because I remember being shocked when they raised, like when when it got to like the the early nineties and like Upper Deck and Stadium Club and all those came out, and I remember packs of cards going to be like two, three dollars. Yeah, and that's when I kind of was I couldn't I got priced out of the hobby. Well, and and then 
I mean, I don't know exactly when it all came crashing down. I know people well, still yeah. buy baseball cards, but, but it's not the of, same anymore. No. Well, then they just started coming out with all these ridiculous collector sets yeah. where there was like eight different like variant cards and collector pieces and all kinds of crazy things where then it was like, well, this is just a big gimmick. Yeah. And people wised up. And then they came out with Pokemon, and that's all anyone wanted to, comp- <laughs> to collect anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, do we finish Nintendo Power? Oh, we got well the top five on the NES, and then we're how done. did we start talking about baseball cards? I don't know. Trading, man. Street Fighter Turbo. I have no idea. So I don't we know. Went from Street Fighter Turbo. Wow, that was baseball. I don't know. I bought old stuff. No idea. All right. No, All right, well, no, listeners, no. you can go back and trace the train of thought there. <laughs> That's a pretty crazy one. <laughs> uh, NES, the top five. Number five is Final Fantasy, the original Final Fantasy. Hmm. Now, this is interesting because if you remember correctly, this has been pretty like static the last you know several issues. Yeah, well, NES is pretty much it's done. It's dying out here, but it, there's a little bit of change up here. Number four is Mega Man 5. Okay. So that's kind of Mega Man 4 is falling down a little bit. Mega Man 3 and Mega Man 2 are all in the top chart there, but not uh, not that high. Number three, The Legend of Zelda. Still. S- still holding out in the top up there. Number two, Super Mario Brothers 3. Wow. It's been what? dethroned. By what? The number one game is Kirby's Adventure. Mm-hmm. First, uh, first time at the top of the chart. There it was it, this was his original appearance on the NES, so it's a big deal. Ooh, Derek just posted a picture of a milkshake, and it really made make me hungry. <laughs> well, that's our uh, that's our issue for the month or for the week, whatever it was a month back then. Yeah. Next issue, uh, they're going to be talking about Mega Man. Uh, six as well as Tetris two and Clay Fighter and Aladdin. Oh my God, Clay Fighter and Aladdin! Oh, yeah, I love Aladdin. That game Ooh. was amazing. Also coming out soon is Rescue Rangers two. They made a second one. There's a second one. I've never found it. It's really hard to find. I didn't even know it existed because it came out so late in the cycle and nobody bought it. So it's not. I mean, oh. Yeah. You haven't been able to find it? Nope. Well, I mean, not for a price I'm willing to pay. <laughs> you can find anyone, you can find anything for the right price, but you know, not for normal people money. <laughs> How much? I don't know. Hey, if anybody out there has um got a copy of uh Smash Brothers um Melee for GameCube, I'm tired of dicking around on eBay. Want to make a, a real offer? If anybody wants to sell me one, I'll pay like twenty five bucks. Hmm. hmm, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Well, they're going for, like they're just going crazy on eBay, and I'm I'm not I don't want to pay that because I don't know if I'm really going to play it like a ton, but I want to play it. You want to play it some? And yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's it for Nintendo Power. Looks so. like uh, the cheapest right now asking price for Chippendale's Rescue Rangers 2, let's see, video games, is, uh, oh, no, that's just the box. 
Just kidding. Ha ha ha. I was like, oh, it's only eight bucks. Mm-hmm. But eight bucks for the box. Okay, I'm going to have to scroll through a while before I actually find it. Well, should we uh, close it up while I look through here so you don't have to listen to me? Yeah, okay. Um, and so don't forget to go to uh, BenviewNetwork.com for all the other podcasts, RadioBrendo.com for all your Radio Brendo needs. Use the contact button there or hit us up on Twitter at BrendoMan or BrendoMan at gmail.com if you want to send in your comments, questions, criticisms, corrections, all that stuff. Also, check out um, Matt and Brendo's wrestling show. We have put up two episodes in the last week. And nice. before that, we'd gone months without an episode. This last episode was our SummerSlam wrap-up show featuring guest Hal Lublin of Welcome to Night Vale and um, Thrilling Adventure Hour fame. And he was very entertaining. So you should definitely check that out. And we talk all kinds of different things. And then um, we got uh, Popsicles, and we're going to be recording a new episode tomorrow. And um, we also got Pillage Cast and Shut Up Lemon. I know they just did an episode. We got uh, Comic Nerd Unite. We got a lot of good podcasts on VenueNetwork.com. PopVoxMusic.com. Got some things on there. Got a yeah, sale some going good on. stuff coming up. BraxComics.com. And all that other stuff. So, um, yeah, anything else, Phil? Um, the cheapest one of Chippendale's Rescue Rangers 2 that sold recently for Nintendo was for $90. Holy cow. The currently offered on, on offer right now is 102 is the cheapest one. Dang. So, yeah, like I said, it's out there, but it's not cheap. Hmm. If anyone has a copy of that, they want to send my way. Interesting. I'll give you. I'll give you twenty bucks for that. Uh yeah. I think that's all the good plugs. Thanks everyone for listening. Make sure you uh, join our book club and uh, read the books along with us. So you can click at book club at the top of the page. And um, also, thanks for uh, our Kickstarter backers for uh, again for backing us. Keep an eye out for that email. And uh, thanks, Jason, for hanging out in the chat with us tonight. Yes, thank you. And I think that's I think that's good. I think that's good too. So for Radio Brendo Man, I'm Brendan Creasy, and I'm Phil Vecchio. Have a good one, everybody.
try to keep my distance Every day's the same for everyone Step out the door, the competition has begun I'm looking out the window for a sign You'll never pick me up on time The queen insisting Podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.